1. My brother was diagnosed with noctambulism, or sleepwalking, from an early age. He stopped from the ages of 6 to 14, but when he was 15, it started again. I used to witness him get up from his bed in the middle of the night and calmly make his way into the kitchen and start banging pans together or trying to open the front door, which concerned me the most, seeing as the place we lived in wasn't the safest neighbourhood in LA. I told my mum, and he began taking medication, which helped a lot. I thought my getting up in the middle of the night to lead my brother back to bed nights were over until one Friday. During that particular hot Friday night, I woke up drenched in my own sweat. As I threw all my blankets down on the ground below, I looked over towards my brother's bed, and to my dismay, he wasn't freaking there. I groaned as I got up listening with all my might for his whereabouts. I checked the kitchen, mum's bedroom, and bathroom in total darkness, since the electricity was off for some reason. Not seeing him in any of these rooms, I checked the last place left, the door leading outside. I made my way to the door, and he wasn't there. I began getting anxiety not knowing what to do, and as a last failed attempt, I moved closer to the door and peeked through the peephole, and to my utter disbelief and relief, there stood my brother. I remember barely making out his figure, since the light in the outside hallways had gone out too, so I I figured this was due to the heatwave. But sure enough, there he was. He was facing the opposite way, his back towards me, and I thought I distinctly made out his Walmart-bought superhero t-shirt that he always wore. I opened the door and silently muttered, There you are, under my breath, as I took his arm in the complete darkness. Me having done this before, I followed my usual drill and slowly led him through the living room and through the long hallway leading to our bedroom. I opened the door and started making my way towards his bed to lie him down. When I accidentally slipped on one of my blankets that I had previously thrown aside, letting out a scream as I hit the ground with a thump. And that's when I heard a familiar voice, my brother's, asking me what the hell was going on. His head popped out from the other side of his bed. Apparently, he'd been laying peacefully on the ground out of sight this whole time. I asked him why afterwards, and he said it was because it was too hot in his bed, but cold on our wooden floor. My body went limp, and my heart started racing as I looked up at the person next to me. My brother quickly realised what was going on, even though he was under medication, and tried to launch at the stranger, but to no avail. Stranger swiftly moved out of the way, and broke into a run, making his way out of our two-bedroom apartment, as I pleaded with my brother to let him go. As he ran, he began laughing hysterically and muttering stuff. I may have misheard, but I remember distinctly hearing my name. Soon after that, my mum got off work early after we called her, and she later called the police, but they weren't much help. Two weeks later, we moved out of there. Even though it was a long time ago, my brother and I joke about it sometimes. At night, I'm still left wondering who that guy was and if he really knew my name. If so, had I met him before? His laugh did sound familiar, but it's impossible for me to pinpoint where. 2. This didn't happen to me, but to my parents. My parents are pretty decent people, who have never bothered anyone to be honest. They always keep themselves to themselves and have never had trouble with neighbours or anything. Anyway, one day they were at home watching TV and the phone rings. 
My dad picks it up and it's just someone breathing on the line. He says hello a few times, but no one answers, and he hangs up. Fast forward a few days, and my mum is home alone. I had gone out to a friend's house, and all my siblings were out with my dad. The phone rings again, and my mum picks up. This guy, whoever he was, starts telling her that he knew where she was, and that she was home alone, and all the things that he would do to her, threaten to rape and rob her, and all sorts of stuff. My mum at first was a bit shocked, but just put it down to a prankster going through the phone book. Then this guy starts telling her he can see her and he knows she's in the living room. We have two phones, one in the living room and one upstairs. He starts describing what she's wearing and stuff. My mother of course freaked out and told him never to ring back or she'd call the police. Here's the weird part. Our house is pretty private. We live on a row of attached houses all with their own private back gardens and seven or eight foot tall walls around them. The only way you can see into the living room is from the back garden or if you're looking over the back garden wall, but my mum said she couldn't see anyone from the living room window at the time. She was pretty freaked out and rang my dad crying and he had to dart home. Then, a few days later, the same thing again. My dad picked up the phone this time. They started asking all sorts of personal questions. They said my dad's name which started to weird him out. They started saying things like, is that your wife beside you? They started threatening to do all sorts of horrific things to him and my mother, which I'd rather not repeat, but it involved more rape threats not just to my mother, but to my father also. They'd also say stuff like they'd tie him up and make him watch, and vice versa. My dad is one of those laid-back types. Like I said, he rarely wants to hassle people and keeps himself to himself most of the time, but my mum and brother said he lost the plot, like he was literally close to reaching through the phone and ripping this asshole's throat out telling this guy that he'd kill him if he ever rang again or touched any of his family. Anyway, having enough of this, my parents called the police and they came to our house. Unfortunately, the calls were from a withheld number, but the police did what they could. We never found out who was making those calls. Thankfully, they never called again. 3. First, I have to explain a couple of things. I live in a small Texas town that is quickly becoming more and more crime-ridden. It's an oil town, and with the big bust a few months back, a lot of people lost their jobs, thus creating desperation and causing crime to get a lot worse. What I'm about to tell you probably wouldn't have ever happened when I was growing up. I know every place has crime, but this town isn't really used to having a lot of the hardcore violent stuff. The second thing I must explain is my family has two large chihuahuas that basically works as our alarm system. So if anybody even walks by our house, our dogs go absolutely apeshit. So, it all started about a month ago. I'd woken up and walked into the living room, and my sister tells me some people she knew had been shot and the house set on fire. I then get online, and sure enough, I see double homicide and arson all over the place. The two people that were killed were known drug dealers, but also, they were young, like 18 and 20. And of course, everyone is freaking out because no one knows who did it and this is the first double homicide here in like 30 years. Anyways, a week passes and no one knows who the shooter is. I'm laying in bed one night, it's about 2am, and all of a sudden my dogs go ballistic, which I ignore because I think it's just a cat on our front porch, which happens all the time. Then maybe 30 minutes later, it happens again. I also hear a faint tapping. 
Of course, I get up and check it out. I go to our door and look outside. There's nothing there, but I do notice our motion-sensing outside light isn't coming on. I blow it off till the next day, go to take out the trash, and when I come back in, I look at the light and notice the sensor part of it is unscrewed. This freaked me out. I tell my mum, and she said that my stepdad probably unscrewed it for some reason, and that he was out of town, so we couldn't ask him about it. A few days pass, and nothing happens. Until one night, my dogs go crazy again, and I hear the same tapping. I go to check. Nothing. It happens again, 30 minutes later. I check again. Still nothing. And this continues for the rest of the night. I get no sleep. I'm scared shitless. And my mum won't believe me. That night, while lying in bed, I was thinking about the whole situation and how scared I was. Then it dawned on me that on this particular night, I had forgotten to check if the door was locked. So I get up and run to the door. Right when I get there, I shit you not. I fucking see the knob starting to jiggle. So I run up and slam myself against the door and lock it before it could be opened. On the other side, I hear a ting sound of something metal hitting the ground. And when I look through the door's window, I see a person dressed all in black, running away. I wake up my mum and tell her everything. We look outside and see that our screen door was open and there was a bent coat hanger on the ground. She believed me this time. We decided not to get the police involved, mainly because we thought it was just a random crackhead and the police wouldn't be able to do much. We put up a few no trespassing, you will be shot signs and I constantly check the door at night now. Nothing has happened since, but with all the crazy stuff that's going on here, part of me wonders if this person that was almost in our house was connected to that double homicide. I try not to think about it for long. As a side note, I've linked in the description of this video an actual article pertaining to the double homicide mentioned in the story, if you guys wanted to go check it out. 4. About three years ago, I moved to London. I was looking for a flatmate, but had no luck. I turned to my friend, Marcus. After a week or two, Marcus and I moved in together. After we moved in, he put some of his stuff in storage so he could make room for me in his flat. When I moved in, everything was fine and well. Fast forward about a year. I went to get some stuff out of the storage locker that Marcus kept his stuff in. As I opened the door, an absolutely rank scent hit me like a bat. I switched the light on and saw a couple of old boxes and a couch. I was looking for the source of the smell, but couldn't find it. I grabbed what I came for and left before I could vomit. Now, fast forward about a month ago. I went back into the storage unit to get something else, and the smell was even worse than before. I had to hold my nose as I walked into the storage unit. I saw an open box, and I decided to look into it. I found stuffed animals, like dead animals, that were stuffed. I looked into the box under that one, and I found rotting animals. I was completely disgusted, so I went to Marcus and confronted him. As I walked in the flat, I shouted, Marcus, you sick fuck, why are there dead animals in our storage locker? He came out of his room. He sat me down on the couch. He told me that he wanted to be completely honest with me. And he told me that he was into necrophilia. Let's just say I'm now moved in with my parents. 
Hi guys, Brimstone here. Just want to say a massive thank you to you all for coming and watching the video, and also to that creepypasta guy for giving me a hand with it, and also his video featuring yours truly. Remember, if you want to help support the channel, you can like, comment, share, and subscribe this video, and any others that I've done, and there will be more videos coming next week. So, until next time, sleep tight.